This is the School of Woo Woo. Welcome, students. Students, seekers, and people looking to have a good time. Hell yeah. We'll be your guides on this metaphysical adventure. I'm Amber. I'm Leah. And class is now in session. Welcome back, students. Hi, class. So we're just sitting here arguing. Um, My point is let's skip Aquarius altogether. (laughs) Leah says no. I say no. That's how much I'm rooting for everyone out there. I know. I'm like, fuck them. Let's move on. (laughs) I don't (laughs) care. Let's go to Pisces. She cares so much that she's willing to say fuck them and let's skip them. (laughs) Yeah. I think that means she does care. No, this is what Scorpios do, though. When they get upset, they're like, you're dead to me. Yep. And so... If I'd been fucked more recently by an Aquarius, I might feel differently about them. But, like, right now, I'm just like, no. Like, you're all cut off. All of you. All the Aquarians. And I feel like this kind of resolves that whole, like, are there really 13 signs? It's like, whatever that extra one is. So there's 11 now? Well, now we'll just give them some space. <laughs> okay, the sepulcher <laughs> yeah, whatever it really We'll give is. them some space. We'll cut out Aquarius. Awesome. Moving forward, we're done you with that. You lost them. your place on the Zodiac. Yeah. I'm sorry about it, but you guys don't know how to behave. <laughs> so, bye. And so I gave all this argument to Leah not being recorded, and she said we still had to do it. So I'm here under duress. Here we are. So I'm not very pleasant under duress, <laughs> and I guess you guys are going to have to like figure that out. So instead of talking about you for a minute, we're going to talk about a different sign altogether. <laughs> we're going to talk about your descendant on the Zodiac, our Leo guest, mm, Dr. Yes. Beth Ann KW, who was here for two podcast episodes, uh, Choose Your Own Adventure with Angels and All Life is Ceremony. Mm-hmm. And we went to her talk, uh, Transform Your Heart, Transform Your Life, this yes. last weekend, mm-hmm. and a full moon circle with her. And it was just like juicy, lovely I know. We just had a weekend of Dr. Beth Ann KW. Mm -hmm. It was lovely, and we had lots of positive feedback from everyone who attended. But my main takeaway from her talk was not even one of her eight points. It was... (laughs) Y'all, she literally took notes. (laughs) I want to know, did other people take notes from that talk? I don't know, but when I try to tell people I'm very Pitta, I mean I'm very Pitta. I just really felt like, whoa, did I miss this memo? Like, were we supposed to be taking notes? I was immersed in the talk. Pittas. They're... A little intense. Coppas. We were happy to sit there and let it all wash over. (laughs) Something that was one of the last things she said, which I feel like we're always trying to reiterate here on like a different way, is you cannot possibly lose your way. All roads lead back to love. And often people have shame or disappointment or they feel like they failed themselves because they didn't make certain choices or they made certain other ones. Maybe your life so-called got derailed in some way, Mm -hmm. you know, from what you were imagining your life was going to be. But guess what? That's where you start from now. I just think it's so funny because we as a culture really love underdog stories. But Mm -hmm. in order to have these stories, oftentimes there's something bleak in your reality. How are you going to be the comeback kid? (laughs) Exactly. What are you coming back from? Yeah. So I think it's so silly that we get wrapped up in how it should be or should have been or we made this mistake. And 
It just is wild to me. Yeah. Everyone, you're doing great. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to, unless, you know, Amber finds out you're an Aquarius. I don't know. Yeah, you don't. We we don't know you anymore. Yeah. All strangers. They're all a stranger. We don't have to talk to them. Stranger danger. This is going to be really awkward moving forward because many of our close friends are Aquarians. I'm trying to not think about that. <laughs> Are you trying to reconcile it at all? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, okay. No, I'm kind of like, you know, it was fun. It was good. It was good while it lasted. I loved each of you while we had each other. <laughs> oh, But gosh. you don't exist in the Zodiac this anymore. This is why you don't fuck with the Scorpio. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'll cut out your whole sign. <laughs> The whole fucking thing. The whole fucking thing. As if you never existed. Yeah. So, is that leading back to love? Is that... (laughs) Was that Bethany's real takeaway? That was truly her point, I'm sure. Transform your heart. Transform your life. I'm like, yes. Aquarius has helped transform my heart. Mm -hmm. And it will help transform my life. I... Yeah. (laughs) Very, very large ways i just can't get on board with you when i really enjoy our aquarian friends too much to say mm. sayonara but also like so you're gonna see them separately <laughs> you're gonna continue to see them behind my back that's fine that's fine you have the freedom to do that oh goodness mm-hmm. uh but i really like oprah and ellen DeGeneres. so it's just like yet again i don't think i'm ready yeah. to like sign off on these folks yeah, no, uh, that's why you can see them on your own. What will you do, though, if, like, I finally convince Oprah to join us in the blanket studio? Will it just be me? It might be. <laughs> Oprah, you heard that. It'll just be us, okay? <laughs> You'll really love it, though. Yeah, I'm going to love it no matter who's around. Like, cool. <laughs> Oprah's gonna, here. You're going to have Oprah with you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to keep the Aquarians in your life, we're going to start going. No, this is how you know who to cut out. (laughs) They were born between January 21st and February 20th, approximately. Okay. Do look it up for sure. Um, Amber's cousin Mm -hmm. thought she was an Aquarius forever. So luckily she's going to make the cut because it turned out after 20 years of existing on this planet, she found out she was a Pisces. Yeah. She put in her time and it moved her on over. So she reached safety. (laughs) Ollie, Ollie, oxen free. Safety. Mm -hmm. Traditional astrologers have put Saturn as the ruler of Aquarius, but that was when we only had the planets that you could see with a naked eye, and Uranus has since been moved over to Aquarius, and it does feel like a better fitting situation. Yeah, because if it was Saturn, you'd like them more. Uh, Potentially, I do like Capricorns. (laughs) Right. I do like them a lot. It's true. (laughs) If you are with someone who is a traditional astrologer, they will be using just the inner planets, which is everything not Neptune, Uranus, and Pluto, to do predictive astrology or to just read your chart, potentially. So it depends on what kind of astrologer you are working with. So if you aren't a traditional astrologer, you would be looking to Uranus as the ruler of Aquarius, which makes a lot more sense to most of us just because they don't really feel like Saturnian energy. They do feel like Uranian energy, which is um, it's it's rebellious. It's erratic. Mm-hmm. It's electric. Some people associate it with information from the angelic realms or it's kind of alien energy because it's so bizarre yeah it's sudden too so it'll kind of sweep through your life as amber said it's very slow moving until it kind of has contact with one of your 
um, inner planets. Yeah. And then you will know that it's there yep. because things will shift usually very swiftly and very dramatically. The tower card can be associated with the Uranian energy because the lightning is often associated with Uranus. And so it kind of sweeps away everything very quickly that is not rooted in the ultimate truth, yep. which is why it's called the Great Awakener. Mm-hmm. So nothing will be, it is not even possible for things to be the same as they were after Uranus has swept through. For good or bad. But it's generally one of those things that feels really shitty in the moment mm-hmm. because things are falling apart. You have this moment of clarity And you can never go back. I got to tell you, that is literally why people say ignorance is bliss. Right. (laughs) Because afterwards. You're like, ah, fuck, now I have to take action. Because you, like, literally cannot remain in the same spot. But after the tower card is the star card. Yes. And the star card. Which is the Aquarius card. Yeah, which is the Aquarius card. Fine. Okay, they can stay in the tarot. (laughs) I still like the star card because... It is that glimmer of hope mm-hmm. after the tower card, after things have fallen apart, you then move into what's real. Mm-hmm. And there's so much beauty there. Yes. So the Aquarius rules the 11th house. And so if you're looking at your chart, you can be checking out where all of your houses are. And when you're thinking about what's going on with this 11th house, it's your friends, your social groups, your hopes, your dreams, your wishes, your manifestations. It's humanitarian going along with that groups of people. It usually isn't an indicator of how you are one-on-one. It's how are you with humanity. Um, It can also be considered like a bonus house in terms of your faith. And it's not like your spirituality, but it's more like how you view the world and how you view being a human Uh in this whole hodgepodge thing we call life. Are you pessimistic? Are you optimistic? Mm-hmm. I love the 11th house. <laughs> Do you like the 11th house or does that get nixed for you too? Or are we just going to go straight from 10 to 12? Yeah, I don't know. How- <laughs> I do like the 11th house. <laughs> okay. One, my moon is there. And, um, yeah, no, I want hopes, wishes, manifestations, my dreams. I, I I'm a humanitarian. I don't know where you land on these well, things anymore. I haven't figured out all the semantics yet. <laughs> okay. Probably what needs to happen is Scorpio will also have, will rule a second house. No. Yeah. So I'll no. take over the 11th house also. Hashtag your Horrible welcome. idea. I think that it takes away <laughs> all of the lightness of the 11th house. Suddenly very dark. It's like, it's a little bit lighter version of the the eighth house is how we're going to think of it from now on. <laughs> no, everybody needs a break between the 10th heavy house and the 12th heavy nope, house. Nope. It's That's, just downhill. The 11th house supports us. <laughs> yeah, nope. So going to be a little grim. But, you know, we're going to push through everyone. Good luck. Yay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. All right. So I'll still work on the details. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. This is like my plan of lucky nation. Now you're like rewriting the zodiac. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good about I'm like that. it's existed for thousands of years, and I now <laughs> am going to say that I received a download. You're like the uh, astrology an, 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 an Uranus download. You might say yes. A Uranian yes. download mm-hmm. to cut okay. them out. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. So. Aquarian is air energy, which is super confusing for most people who are starting to learn astrology. Yeah. Um, you may have seen one of the posts I put out on social media about how when I first started studying astrology, it was so difficult to reconcile 
Aquarius as air and not water and Scorpio as water, not fire, because mm-hmm. they will fucking burn you, i.e. look out, Aquarians. <laughs> you're, you're feeling that now. Water is emotion. Mm-hmm. And so we have all these really emotional water signs. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize that Aquarians don't know how to feel... <laughs> Maybe emotions. they don't know how to express their emotions in a way that makes sense to you. Huh. <laughs> so when you realize that Aquarians don't have emotions, then you're like, oh, yeah, no, they're not a water sign. No, they're our little air aliens. Yeah. So it's confusing, though, because their symbol is the water bear, which, hello, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyhow, the water bear is literally a person flying through the sky. It just gets weirder, y'all. Because I don't even remember there being wings on the water no, bear. No, there's not. Flying no. with a jug of water on their back. They're just pouring water out often. Yeah. yeah. So the water symbolizes. So then it just sounds like they're wasting water also. <laughs> Horrible at conservation. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. What are you doing for climate change, Aquarius? Because it sounds like you're being really wasteful. Mm -hmm. So the water washes away the past to leave room for fresh new beginnings. And also, symbolically, the water represents feeding the earth spiritually and just giving new life. Mm -hmm. Or death, which also, I guess, is life (laughs) for Amber. I don't know. So Leah's cutting them out, too. (laughs) Just to be abundantly clear, this is Leah here. I never know if you guys can separate our voices if you've never met us. Through this episode, you'll be able to tell it's me because there'll be like an attitude the whole time. And that's how you'll know. So you might have an Aquarius in your life and you're thinking, oh, they're pretty easy go lucky. And then you disagree with one of their ideas. And that's when they start their debates. It's debates. Yeah, yeah. you've officially joined the debate team. Yeah. And you're on opposing sides, y'all. And you, you no may matter not what, know it for yeah. a while, mm-hmm. but eventually it'll become abundantly mm-hmm. clear. No matter what side you're on, you're on the opposing side. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so they always want to debate their points and mm-hmm. they kind of act like if you disagree with their idea that you are attacking them. And so they dig in. I don't in. think they think that. I think it feels like that to the other person having a conversation with them. Well, right. Like, when the Aquarius like attacks the Aquarius them back. the end of it will still act like that was just a conversation. Like, why are, why, I'm breezy. Why aren't you? But they're not breezy. <laughs> I'm I'm over it before it's begun. But they're so logic based that sometimes you're just like, uh, uh, you're wrong. But I can't even think of an argument right. quickly. Later, you're wrong. You're wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. That doesn't hold up well it against doesn't. the logical, science minded Aquarius. It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. So be ready to bring receipts. <laughs> On your arguments. Receipts don't even matter because sometimes they're just so fucking delusional. We've got one of them in our friendship circle. And I'm like, if I hadn't known you for 20 plus years, (laughs) I might be thinking like Amber that it's time to cut ties. Yeah. No, he was arguing with me about energy work. And I was like, (laughs) okay. Yeah, no, oh, I no, see I'm all always wanting to cut ties with him. Oh, which one are you talking about? <laughs> Our best friend. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. God, yeah. I love her, but she's infuriating. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Also infuriating. <laughs> so the Aquarius, they rule on the body parts. They rule the calves, the shins, ankles, and your circulatory system. And they often have very attractive legs. Seriously, shout out to our friend Jess, who's a midwife here locally. Maybe you've seen her legs. They're yeah. very attractive. Mm-hmm. 
Great stems. We've got multiple Aquarius where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, those legs. Yeah. Show them off. They're incredible. They usually have very nicely defined calves. So defined. And nice ankles. Yeah. Are we moving on to the dislikes and likes, or do we kind of feel like we've summed them up enough? Oh, I think we've been in the dislikes pool. Oh. Are you ready to go in the deep end now? <laughs> we've I been, mean, like, I'm waiting still in that ready pool. to just say no. <laughs> Yeah, no. So would you like me to start or would you like to actually continue on your... <laughs> Just continue. Yeah. You know, one of the things I found most infuriating... Oh, dear. ...when I was making up my list... Okay. ...of my dislikes and likes... See, and I've struggled. This is one of the first times I have struggled to come up with dislikes. Yeah. And this is why my sister, Summer, who's an, uh, an astrologer, always says... Aquarians should marry Capricorns. Mm. And look, you can't even come up with a thing against them. Don't worry. I came up with three. Oh, it just okay. took me a lot longer than it ever has in the past. So what I found infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, you know, the, the that old saying of love and hate is like the same. Fine line. Yeah. Fine line and other side of the coin and all of yeah. that shit. Is that... As I wrote down my dislikes, uh-huh. my likes were, were mirrored. Yes, yeah. and then I was mad all over again because it would be like surprise. This is why I find you so annoying, and also why I like you the best. Yeah, hashtag. That's how I feel about Scorpios. Oh, I was mad when I was filling this out. Yeah, of trying to write down. Just three things. Okay, so I never want to hear again from anybody that I had a therapy session about the Scorpios. (laughs) Because whatever this is, it doesn't feel like therapy. therapy Are you my therapist? Shit, a lot of the time. Am I supposed to pay you for this at the end of this experience? So what do you got? Well, anything new? (laughs) No. As I've already mentioned, with them being an air sign, not a water sign. They're emotionally detached fuckers and heads up. They often cheat. They're one of the cheating signs. That's not why I'm like currently mad at them. No <laughs> one's cheated on me. I'm just saying you guys should know. I mean, that's a pro or a con. It really yeah. depends on how right. you view it. Right. So just heads up. They're not really considered like a family sign because they have that real emotional detachment to them. I think Aquarians are interesting, though, in that, one, they don't generally... You're already going to their likes. <laughs> no, You're like, no, no, oh, no. and here's how they're interesting. Okay. No, I just think it's interesting because they don't often seek out the experience of having children. And mm-hmm. when they do have children, most people will get, like, really sad and nostalgic about their children aging, whereas Aquarians are like, this is so fucking exciting. They're aging. Yes. <laughs> That's great. Soon you'll leave, right? <laughs> but not even just that. It's like watching them, children bloom into their own independence is very exciting, sort of, in the way that you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be gone soon. Yeah. But also just like, they like freedom and independence. So it's exciting to watch that growth pattern for mm-hmm. an Aquarius. And if you have an Aquarius parent, if you have an air sign parent, Often it is difficult to emotionally connect with them. And then you have Aquarius, which is the most emotionally detached (laughs) sign. And so if you're any other element, it can feel difficult to, yeah, it can feel difficult to be seen. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, so I feel like all of my points kind of had like multiple. It was like they all, it's like an outline. So they've got multiple points in there. I noticed that these are a lot more notes than you took at Beth Ann's talk. So (laughs) lots to get through. Lots to get through. So uh, the other thing is 
this emotional detachment also means that they need a lot of like, they want to watch a lot of things and they need a lot of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to constantly be entertaining them. (laughs) Otherwise, they just go find entertainment elsewhere. I.e. sometimes why they cheat. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I did have an Aquarius this weekend when I kind of went on a little mini rant about Aquarians. And she said, are you sure this isn't just one Aquarius? (laughs) She's an Aquarius. And I was like, no, no, it's not just one. So I don't want any Aquarius who's listening to this. Just think that I've been like recently burned or something. And so... I, you know, I'm talking to about one Aquarius. No, Sugar Plum, you also have some of these traits. <laughs> Do you think that they're cutting you out too, though? After this, most likely. <laughs> We've just lost listeners. <laughs> Bye, students. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess that's my all my point for my point number one. Okay. So... My first dislike Mm -hmm. is something that we've somewhat glossed over but discussed already, which is when they bait you. They love to Mm -hmm. take a stance and play kind of devil's advocate in a similar fashion to Gemini's. But when Gemini's do it, it's lighter. It's generally funnier. Oh, yeah. is a lot faster. Yeah. But what happens with the Aquarius, because they are that fixed energy, as you've described, is they will stubbornly take a stance, a Especially knowing that is outrageously wrong. Yeah. Just to witness your meltdown. Yeah. Keep pushing you. Preach. With logic that yeah. sometimes just is not really made up logic. In anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. They'll just keep arguing their points. Yep. And mm-hmm. the more you come up with like these solid arguments proving them wrong, the more they'll actually lean into their ridiculous argument. Yeah. Partially because. They want to see your meltdown. They want to have that they experience. Do. Yep. And as I just found out like 12 years into knowing this gentleman, hmm. after having like Tuesdays with Maury essentially <laughs> where he would come over on his lunch break and visit us and we'd have these like outrageous arguments mm-hmm. that this motherfucker yeah. was going back to work after his lunch break yeah. and having these arguments with other people with my viewpoints. Yeah. Totally. Stunned. No, so I've decided that that's when he wants to pop over for lunch is when he's in the middle of an argument (laughs) and can't come up with any more points. He says, I'm going to go to lunch. Then he comes and takes the opposite side Mm -hmm. so he can argue with us. Mm -hmm. We give out our flushed out ideas. Mm -hmm. And then he takes them back and continues his debate with all these like fresh new ideas. (laughs) Yeah, I left when our friend was over for brunch the other day. And it happened to be around the same time as his lunch break. Mm -hmm. And she, Destiny the Aries, thought it was fucking hilarious that he had (laughs) me all riled up. Right. And then Five minutes later, she had jumped in. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to lean back now and chuckle about how funny it is that now you've been roped into I this know. hysteria. I know. I'm like, don't engage. Don't engage. And then she was standing up. He had infuriated her so. And she was standing up and making her point. Yeah. Yeah. Later, the little she Aries. still sending her arguments. I'm like, you know that we're on the same team here. <laughs> I already agree with you. I Choir always- preached. We're done. I always agreed with you, Destiny. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so that's pretty much um, my second point. Oh, There's a lot of overlap there. (laughs) So I said, arguing for no other reason than their entertainment. Uh Uh-huh. 
in their own amusement uh-huh. because they love to watch the meltdown. Uh-huh. And so they will remain totally cool uh-huh. headed while you have this breakdown. <laughs> yeah. And your voice gets more shrill and you get agitated and as destiny did stand up and like stomp Mm -hmm. your foot with frustration i gotta say i do wonder in this new political climate that we live in is this just the aquarius playbook because it's fucking amazing (laughs) i'm like y'all can't bait me anymore because i've already done this for over a decade they can't bait you anymore well, the Aquarian can. Oh, okay. I was like, you just said how you <laughs> well, the Aquarian arguing. can bait me. It's just the political stuff anymore. I'm like, girl, you got to laugh that shit off and keep on pushing. Woo, yeah. So they also use it for their own intellectual stimulation. Mm-hmm. And it's especially irritating to me if it's not going to be followed by sex. <laughs> <laughs> that's anything though arguments <laughs> movies yes anything for sure all arguments <laughs> yeah non-arguments <laughs> you're like but why aren't we having sex after this experience exactly yeah. so it's especially irritating if i've gotten riled up in some aquarius argument mm-hmm. and then it not lead to sex it's like what were we doing here? Why were you here at all? Now you've just pissed me off and like gotten me all worked up and mm-hmm. no relief. Does this mean that I have less patience for Aquarian women? Yes. <laughs> because do you want to fuck them too? No, that's why I have less patience for Oh, them. on the front end. Yeah. Where it's just like, I know we're not gonna fuck. So it's like, you know, why why are we debating? I know, except for the part where you realized I mean, like a decade into our friendship with another Aquarian that was a female. Like, you were like, I would never date her. I wouldn't want to date her. Then you're like, I already do. Yeah. No. Incredibly frustrating when I had that realization. I was like, I'm all of the men that she's dating. That's fucking annoying. But, yeah, that didn't endear me to her. (laughs) And I'm still not having sex with her. And I'm not saying that I will never have sex with a woman. I'm saying if I'm going to start down that path, I don't want to start off with an Aquarius woman. It's like, you know what? I've had enough with Aquarian men. I don't need to, like, keep this energy going, but, like, with a different body part. It's possible that I am so jovial and delighted by them because I don't think I've ever met one that I wanted to fuck. Okay. But I'm I'm saying I'm not jovial with these people that I don't want to fuck. (laughs) Oh, I'm, just saying, I'm saying I'd I be was... more jovial if they fucked me at the end of the argument. I know, but I've never been wanting that. So it wasn't like a frustration at the end of the argument that then exacerbated the experience. I mean, I Mostly think... I was like, but why are you still here? <laughs> you should leave. I think all of the signs should have sex with me at the end of our encounters. Mm. Okay. It's just that the Aquarius one gets me up, more upset. Yeah. And then it's not really No soothing. There's no soothing. Sex. Yes. Fair. And I often say you should fuck your Scorpios, so <laughs> I don't know. I guess uh, that's how our Aquarian friends can stay in our lives. <laughs> We found a path of redemption for you. <laughs> I'm sorry that we've never been attracted to each other. But this is what we have to do now. Uh, this is partially why toys exist. <laughs> like, I'm a germaphobe, so I will get a really long dildo. I'll right. touch you from across Yes, the Aquarians room. are germaphobes. I don't have that on my dislike, but I should add that. It's like, really, everything has to be about germs. Pretty much. My second dislike, the inability to have deeply emotional conversations. 
Or even mildly emotional conversations. <laughs> okay. Emotional <laughs> conversations. But okay. We'll define it. It's your right. dislike. There's not a lot of meeting you in an emotional place. Correct. So being so detached from their emotions makes them observe more. And then they engage and sometimes when they do it really verges on being condescending because they're trying to connect but often instead of connecting through empathy or an understanding of any emotion yeah they're giving advice and so often we as humans don't want your advice because really a lot of our own work has to either come through mirroring which i guess maybe they're mirroring to me things (laughs) i need to do or just simply working by yourself with the divine. Mm-hmm. And so because they're so accustomed to thinking in these super logical ways, yeah. driven by highly lofty ideals that many of us will never, ever, like, meet. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, one, you're kind of being condescending, and two, I feel like a failure because I'm never going to meet this crazy ideal that you have. Mm-hmm. And it just... Can at times, if you're looking for someone to match you on an energetic level, difficult for an Aquarius to be that person. If you've had like a really rough day or Mm -hmm. you're just fucking sad. And it's like, I don't need you to come over and tell me to get out of bed and work out. I need you to get in my fucking bed maybe Mm -hmm. and cuddle me or watch TV and tell me everything's going to be okay. Right. Or turn on a meditation. Like there's many different things. Like pet my head a little. (laughs) That would be nice. (laughs) Don't come in and tell me that depression isn't real and I need to... What was the thing that one of my aquarium friends used to say to me that used to make my head feel like it was going to explode? (laughs) Not just that depression wasn't real because it was a mindset, so I needed to change my mindset. Oh, that I needed to get excited about my life. Mm. That was what was missing. That was what was missing. I was like, you are exciting me. It's mostly in the form of rage. Yes. I can feel myself getting excited right now. (laughs) Exactly. So being detached, not being able to connect in ways that aren't just logical can be really difficult. Mm -hmm. Okay. So my third dislike was, is... Wasting my time. (laughs) And what I mean by that is Aquarians value freedom. Yes. So much. Mm -hmm. And so later when I'm saying I love that they allow me a lot of freedom, (laughs) that, you know, I get it. There are benefits to this. But when you just need to know, are you doing something or are you not doing something? So I can make my own decision. Mm -hmm. My decision, I don't care what you choose. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be upset. Either way, Mm -hmm. I literally just need to know yes or no Mm -hmm. because I'm going to make a different decision if you're going to do something else. Mm -hmm. Just tell me yes or no and then I'll move on with my life. Mm -hmm. It really holds you hostage. It holds people hostage. Mm -hmm. And then they say, but I'm giving you all this freedom. And I'm like, no, you're literally stopping me. From doing something because I just need to know which way I'm going. Like, I can pivot. Just tell me which way we're pivoting. You can still have all the freedom. But they find it so restrictive if you're even like, so what time are you coming over? They act like you're, uh, you know, I didn't know it was going to turn into a Spanish Inquisition mm-hmm. kind of a thing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of our friends who is like really spiritually connected is an Aquarius. And one of the things she said, which is the flip side of this, mm-hmm. is that discipline allows you freedom. And so it kind of feels like that to me where they don't want to have discipline with their time or their word. And so they want to live in a more haphazard fly by the seat of their pants way. But it does limit the experiences that you can have with the people in your life because sometimes you need to have a fucking plan. Mm -hmm. And so it is really sad when you've carved out space for an Aquarius and then with so much disregard, Mm -hmm will not show up and then act like you're the crazy person for being upset about it. Yeah. And so to a lot of Aquarians, a plan is more of a suggestion yes. or an option. Yes. And to most people, that's just not their reality. Like when you make a plan to go out for a drink or meet for dinner, mm-hmm. that's like a date that you've agreed to, not mm-hmm. I'm going to go sit at this fucking restaurant and hope that you don't stand me up. Right. And then later you'll be told that you weren't stood up because they hadn't really committed. Totally. Right. So they will play you that way. Mm -hmm. And it's like gaslighting you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So now I'm like, no, we had this plan. And this could be with your friends or your lovers or your partner. It's not like, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend thing, husband, wife thing. It's like, no, with your friends as well. You're like, we had this plan. And then they act shocked. Mm-hmm. That you would suggest that they would have this plan with you. Or this expectation of them. Totally. And the thing where I feel so dumb often with Aquarians is because I'm a Scorpio. And Scorpios, heads up, are often trying to do sweet things for you. Mm-hmm. So if it's like, oh, okay, we've carved out this time. So then I want to do something for this person that I love because Scorpios do like to take care of their loved ones. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, then I bought you this special thing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like sitting somewhere so excited to give it to Mm -hmm. you. And then you don't even show up. Mm -hmm. And then you act like I was a a fool for suggesting Mm -hmm. that you were going to show up. And so then it's like, well, now I'm like doubly hurt. And you made me play myself. Congratulations, I played my motherfucking self. (laughs) Yeah. Again and again, because I'm like, I do adore these Aquarians in my life. And I'm like, let me do this for you or let me be this sweet person in your life. And then it's the total disregard for my time and my energy and like everything. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't know I was going to do this. That's why it's called a surprise. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing about it is, even if you had a plan to do it, it doesn't ensure that they would have shown up. Right. And the thing about it is, is Aquarians don't often like things. And so it's an experience that you're trying to gift them. And right. that's not something that you can just like leave on a shelf for when they randomly show up. Totally. Right. Because I want to like prepare a scene or like mm-hmm. make them something. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, I'm not going to do that, though, if you're not going to show up. Mm-hmm. And so then as a Scorpio, then I do want to cut that person off because I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want to put any emotional energy into this relationship because I do want to do sweet things for you. And this doesn't make me feel good. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to do any of those things for you. And if I'm not going to do any of those things for you, then why are you here? Like, Well, it just creates this like ever growing sense of resentment. So one of the Aquarians in my life used to suggest these outlandish things that we were going to do together that were like wildly outside of a normal person's budget (laughs) or like ability to actually do. And I used to say, oh no, like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. Or like have these weird arguments with this person. And then I suddenly realized if I just agree that that sounds like fun, 
They'll never show up to do it. (laughs) So we don't have to argue about it. It doesn't matter. At all. Yeah. It's literally changed my life with this person. I'm like, this relationship's so much more fun. (laughs) I just agree. You never show up. And you think I was all about it. Cool. (laughs) Right. Instead of arguing whether you're going to do it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you? Oh, yeah. That sounds like a great idea. And Mm -hmm. then you just make other plans. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the things that I tell People for most Aquarians, I do realize that there are a couple of Aquarians outliers for sure who are very conscious of people's time and like not wasting it. And I know that there are people out there listening who are rolling their eyes because they're like, "How many times have I waited for Amber and Leah?" Oh, oh, we're so sorry. (laughs) I know it's true, but we will always still show up, right? Except for, okay, like last weekend at game night, but I said I was going to try to show up and it didn't really happen, and I apologize, (laughs) but. For the most part, when we say we're coming to something, we have every intention of coming. We tell people, don't wait on us. Never wait on us. Start whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We'll show up eventually. Um, But with the Aquarians, you just never know if they're going to show up or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do realize that there are some who are conscious and do show up. And for those people, I appreciate you. also, most of the Aquarians who are listening aren't those people. So, well, so it does make me wonder when we think about elevated signs, what's the, because I think the water bearer is the elevated sign of the Aquarius. So it's like, what's the one just below it? Because <laughs> the barrel, <laughs> the jug, the, is the jug, the empty jug, the, the jug. Is the yeah. is the Aquarius it's the water bearer trying to get takeoff? <laughs> like, how do I fly without wings? Yes, and then <laughs> the Aquarius is the actual person holding the jug. Yeah, yeah, the elevated Aquarius, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. my third dislike is a little bit of a playoff of my second dislike. Okay, um, they're not the best listeners, which can be really obvious because they're not super deeply emotional, but they're just not the best listeners. I think of them as the scientists of the Zodiac. And so scientists will often observe. It doesn't mean that they're listening, though. It means that they're watching. They're taking notes. They're thinking really logically. They have hypotheses. And then they have really big ideas about how to do something. Mm -hmm. And that can be really, really frustrating because if they're not listening, they're missing a key component of how to have a really rich relationship with someone. And so it can be super frustrating because rather than simply listening and learning that way, they have all of these big suggestions about how to do something better because they are the most progressive sign in the Zodiac. And so a lot of times mm-hmm. they're right. I'm not yes. going to sit here and argue about it. They're incredibly progressive. They're incredibly forward thinking. Oh, yeah. The, that rebelliousness comes with original thought. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to be a re- rebel to be able to speak mm-hmm. that kind of truth because otherwise you'll just cower in the corner mm-hmm. and be too ashamed to say these outlandish things, which are often just something that feel insane to the rest of us because we can't see that far ahead. Yeah. But it might be easier to push forward the agenda (laughs) if they were better active listening. Yes. Even fake mirroring. (laughs) (laughs) Just learn the steps and then fake that 
comment back to people. Right. And that's the thing, too, is you're exactly right. Because what they're saying is probably 90% of the time accurate. That Mm -hmm. they have a better direction. They have done enough observing. They are so logic-minded that whatever they're suggesting is inevitably right, which is also infuriating. But if you can't get people's buy-in. You're giving them like 90%. I'm not giving them that high of a percentage. (laughs) But, yes, I see your point. Right. So if you can't get people's buy-in, though, on that, it doesn't matter if you're the most right person in the whole goddamn universe. Mm -hmm. You have to get people's buy-in. And some of that comes through compromise and listening. But they're stubborn and they don't compromise well. (laughs) Yeah. So they better fucking listen so that they can speak to the masses so that we can just be like, great, lead us to the promised land. Whatever. Well, it's when you're trying to do that, getting people's buy-in, getting their buy-in is often an emotional response. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they are not good at eliciting that other than rage. (laughs) And then rage doesn't often put you on that person's side. Right. I.e. that's why they're being removed from the Zodiac. Right. So they often will go out and do their own things that are super progressive without a huge team. They don't Mm -hmm. necessarily make great team members. They make great leaders, but from afar. And usually through, like, techie things where you don't have to use emotion. Right. Or they do things where they're like, I have this idea, I'm going to do it, and I'm going to gift Mm -hmm. this group Mm -hmm. this thing that I came up with. Yeah, they're very large scale. Right. And so they do... Um, a certain level of gift giving. Oh, they're you know? absolutely great gift givers. They're incredibly generous. Right. So they're like, I've come up with this idea and now I'm going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's this whole full-fledged idea. It's all planned out, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone's really happy with that gift. Mm-hmm. But they still haven't like emotionally connected. Much like the Sagittarius. They're these free thinkers who don't want to have a scarcity of any kind because scarcity is a mindset. It doesn't really exist in most situations. And that for both the Sag and the Aquarius is knowledge. It's that should be free and accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. So now I'm sliding into my loves. You're sliding into your loves. I still have another (laughs) dislike that I just Does that make four? Yes, it does. I know. And it's a repeat, but I'm still going to say it. Oh, my gosh. That Aquarians generally do not have that high of a sex drive. True. And so if you are in a partnership with them, it... They really value your friendship Mm -hmm. and they put more stock on that than what someone else might put value on in a relationship. Which, yeah, that's a love for me. I mean, I I know that I'm really heavy in Aquarius, but that is a love for me. What's the point of doing any of it if there's not a friendship? Why are we hanging out? Why do this? Totally. I get I get that. But the, the Scorpio still needs to get fucked at the end of the day. And Aquarians are not going to be that person for a lot of people who want that physical closeness. Yeah. Unless the rest of their chart's really heavy and like other things. Right. If they have their Mars in certain signs, you know, okay, maybe that person's going to be more sexual, but as a whole, they aren't really. Well, and the one thing that you're never really on board with is the role play. You know, one of the things about the role play though is that they don't show up when they say they're going to show up. Yeah. So I do have cute little outfits. I love to get dressed up and have fun things. And that, again, is another example of I've created an experience Mm -hmm. and you don't show up for it. Yeah, that's fair. Ironic thing, though, is they'll cheat on you. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that coming from, again, the bitterness of Mm -hmm. a monogamous relationship, just heads up. 
they are often looking for new experiences. They aren't really considered a family sign. They aren't generally emotionally attached. They are usually comfortable with like a third person in the bedroom or just going off and having their own experiences Mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with you whatsoever. Yeah, which is really painful too. And for them, it's like, but it had nothing to do with you. And so they don't understand why it's painful. And it's like, wow, that hurt even more than the actual act of fucking somebody else, which again is very Sagittarian. Mm -hmm. It's seeking new experiences always. And so both of those signs can leave their partner if they're not heavy in that same energy feeling like they can't keep up and they'll never be enough because you cannot satisfy someone's urges or desires for constantly having new experiences. Well, the Aquarius, the Sagittarius, and the Gemini, it's like they always need entertainment. And I'm like, you don't always want to have your life be, how can I entertain you? Like, sometimes you're like, I'm tired and I just want to sit on the couch and cuddle with my lover and, like, watch TV. And they're just like, so we're just going to sit here and watch TV? It's heartbreaking. I'm out. And you're like, okay, like... That can feel now really... it's like you have to like put on a circus show right so to like keep, keep these signs entertained which is why there are some signs that are just better conditioned and predispositioned for being in polyamorous or open relationships yes and as one of um our mutual friends lena said and i loved this she's decided now that she's her primary partner and when you make that decision to be your primary partner it literally changes everything. You make such different decisions. And I think that she's not an Aquarian. She's an Aries. And I think that... But very much like an Aries to put themselves first. Yeah. uh, In that way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I think that Aquarians live like that where they are always their primary partner. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not having those conversations, that's really fucking painful to find out through their actions rather than saying you know what? I need you as my partner to be your own primary partner and I'm going to be my own primary partner and we're going to navigate this through a lot of communication. Mm. And for some people, that's just not going to work. Well, and Aquarians are that fixed sign. So they aren't going to change and adapt to whatever it is that your needs are. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, this is how I do things. And so I'm going to keep on doing things this way. And so... They are really good candidates for an open relationship. Mm -hmm. And so when I do say, hey, if you're dating a Gemini, like, don't be mad when they cheat on you. Same kind of thing with Aquarians. I mean, you're allowed to be mad. Right. But at least be aware that the chances are high that -hmm. it's something that's going to happen. And with the Aquarius very likely to happen. Yeah. And they are willing to talk and have conversations. It's just they're not going to be emotionally motivated. So if you are very emotionally driven, an Aquarian can be a really painful experience. There's a lot of growth to be had, but it can be a very painful experience. Right. You can't come to them upset like you hurt my feelings because they immediately shut down Mm -hmm. because you aren't talking. is the worst. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I don't want to be around this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've said enough about our dislikes. Let's see if we can get through love and actually talk about love. Like, so an hour in, I still hate them. Okay, so I love that Aquarians are progressive as fuck. There is no topic, no idea, no plan, too wild or crazy for them to entertain. Mm-hmm. They will 
gratefully jump down every insane rabbit hole that you introduce to them. Yeah. And they won't judge you for entertaining insane conspiracy theories. No, it's they won't. It's just like a fun dinnertime conversation for they them. They probably have a lot of those same conspiracy yeah, ideas. Yeah, totally. And if yeah. you've put serious thought and logic into those conspiracy theories, they are 110% here for it. Yeah. They want to talk about it. Yeah. So that's actually my second like is they keep it interesting. They are very intelligent often. Mm-hmm. And they're original thinkers. And mm-hmm. so you've got this like mix of like weirdness all happening that's still logical. And you can have some good conversations with them. And you can explore ideas. Mm-hmm. And that they're willing to go on that with you. And they are considered the aliens of the Zodiac. They do have these far out ideas mm-hmm. sometimes delightful mm-hmm. and if there is sexual tension that's pretty much like the best because they can keep up with like fast witty banter mm-hmm. and i love it they're quick mm-hmm. they're fast they're funny mm-hmm. yeah. so what's your number one love here's the thing that's just really annoying is i do like a lot of the freedom that you have with an aquarius friendship and mm-hmm. a french and a lover mm-hmm. so I don't have to plan things around when is my Aquarian friend going to show up. Literally, we just tell our Aquarian friends what we're doing. We're just going to do what's best for us or best for, like, the rest of the group. Mm -hmm. And the Aquarians will flit in and flit out as they want. And that is nice to not have to worry about, you know... Worry about yourself. Well, you don't have to worry about light, it. and they're not going to attach like resentment or sadness to yeah. anything, right? And if they miss out on something, they're like, oh, "Okay, I'll just go do something else." There's like no emotional reaction. There's mm-hmm. no, "You didn't wait for me." There's no heaviness that way. It's just, no, you go do what you want. Always happy when they show up. Yeah, they leave when they want. <laughs> yep. And we just continue on with whatever it was that we were doing. So they're they're willing to like meet you on your path. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to, like, stay with you on your path. Yeah. So my second love is that they are humanitarian rebels. It fucking thrills me. Mm-hmm. I love that they will create programs and systems and spaces to benefit the collective. They may not even like people that much. They're kind of a lone wolf energy sometimes where they can be in yeah. packs of people or at a bar or at a party and they're kind of tucked away observing and watching and they'll engage like if you engage them for sure but they are, sometimes they're really cynical too they don't yeah. like people one-on-one necessarily because people can be unpredictable mm-hmm. and emotional, emotional. Yeah. yeah exactly mm-hmm. um but they're still always actively working to better the collective and i fucking adore that so Leah's talking about like, oh, great, they're these humanitarians. That is wonderful. My <laughs> other like, though, is that they'll often watch me. True. <laughs> they love the bizarre. Right. And so I'm a Leo ascendant. I like to put on a show. I like to be the center of attention. Mm-hmm. And Aquarians like to watch weird shit that I might want to do. Yep. And so it's like, I'm doing something right now. I'm going to wear like a cute outfit and I'm going to perform if only just for the Aquarians <laughs> in the room. Yeah. But they're often here for it and they're kind of like down for whatever weird shit I want to do. Well, there's no point in having a stage if there's no audience. Yes. Amen. So, Preach. The Leos exactly. need the Aquarians. Yes. And they are the descendants of each other. They learn from each other. When we look at the Zodiac, that's who they're going to be learning from most, mm-hmm. from everyone. But that's their kind of partner who they'll learn the most from. Exactly. So I'm like, great. They do things for humanity. They watch me. <laughs> I'm part of humanity. I'm 
part of humanity. Watch what I'm going to do. Is All that eyes your on me. third? No, that was like a side light. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I've got other things. What's your third? So my third thing, which again, sounds counterintuitive based on my whole, they're unemotional fucks. I'm not going to put you in a box. <laughs> Is... You've seen me get upset before. Yes. I think everyone has also experienced it on this podcast. This particular episode. This episode. I just mean like you've actually seen me in fights with people before. Yes. It is not good for me to fight with people who are, say, like a fire sign. It's true. Or a water sign. It's like I do like that I could potentially flip the fuck out and the Aquarius just sits there. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't get emotionally wrapped up. Because I can't have anyone who's I mean, going to match me. laugh. Like, sometimes right. it's funny for them. But I'm like, don't match me. They're not the energy <laughs> yeah. that's going to match me. I'm like, because then we're going to have an explosion. Then we're going to burn this motherfucker down. Burn it down. <laughs> and so it is kind of nice for me to just be like, blah. And they're, like, totally unfazed. It's still just a show at the end. Yeah. So they do remain calm. And so I can just be as emotional as I'm going to be. And they're just going to sit. Mm-hmm. This is bad, though, if you're trying to get a reaction. Yep. Because I know myself in the past. I've escalated situations. <sighs> To try to get a reaction, and it just turns into me escalating more and more, and then it's not good. Yeah. It's bad. So don't be looking at them to react. 100% it will always be the reaction you didn't want. If they do react. Yeah. Like, I really wanted you to have a reaction that was specific to how I wanted this experience to play out. Yeah, right. You're like, I planned it all out. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, no, I do like that. That I'm like, oh, good. You're still calm. You're not upset after I just, like, (laughs) said horrible things to you or, like, whatever. Obviously, I look a little abusive in this example. I see that. (laughs) Self-aware enough to know. Yes. I love that they're super detached because of what you've just described, how you can have a reaction. But also, what I love about it is they don't attach weird judgments to situations or people that are emotionally charged. They could look at an addict or a homeless person in a much more removed way than like most of the general population mm-hmm. who's going to have these ugly judgment calls about what's driving this person or that they don't even care about what's driving them, that they're just horrible people. They are just people. They're just part of the collective to an Aquarius mm-hmm. and they need solutions just like the rest of us. And What's super cool is Aquarians are often elevated enough to know, much like what you were talking about with Beth Ann, that there's no better path. Whatever path you're on is Mm -hmm. perfect because spirit works with all things and can use all situations or circumstances to teach love. If they are a less elevated Aquarius because of that stubbornness Mm -hmm. of their ideas, Mm -hmm. if they do have a judgment on a particular group or situation it's very hard to change their mind. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that can be incredibly frustrating. But yes, if they are able to step away from that a little bit, they do fall into what you are totally describing. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So I guess I'm done with my rant. 
On that note, I'd still like to, you know, leave an open invitation to all of our Aquarius friends to <laughs> still come over. Don't let Amber intimidate you. Yes. Show up and prove that you're not scared of me. Yeah. <laughs> With that, we will be moving into our Aquarius interview. Bye, students. Bye, class. Welcome back from that commercial break, students, and we are here with our Aquarius guest, Jessica Monroe. Welcome, Jessica. I just go by Monroe. Oh, thank you. Hey. Everyone's Jessica. Call me Monroe. Oh my gosh, okay. so true. It's like your parents didn't know astrology at all when they named you. <laughs> <laughs> Monroe is sexy as fuck. Mm, Any relation you. to uh, Marilyn? No, I mean, obviously. Just looks. Just looks. Yeah, yeah just the looks. Just the similarity in genetics, but aside from that. Yeah, no relation, unfortunately. Right. Well, we are so happy we were able to nail down a time to get you into this blanket fort. Mm, yeah, no. Yeah. Thanks. I know you guys have been dying to nail you. <laughs> yes. Trying to tie me down, but you know, as most Aquarians. Right. You slide right out of those grips. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me in the blanket board. It's everything that I had imagined. Um, it's, you know, very cozy in here. It's mm-hmm. he gay. <laughs> However you say that, I don't know. But that's what I'm, I'm feeling right now. Okay. Yeah, You're feeling cozy? Cozy, warm, at home. Oh. Everything. Do you want to cuddle? No, I think we're close enough. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is, yeah. How <laughs> are you going to feel if Amber starts taking off her clothes? Uh, it would be very uncomfortable, but she already has no pants on right now. I do have pants on. She has no pants on. No, Monroe came in and she was like, are you not wearing pants? I was like, I'm wearing shorts. Like something that many people wear. Many people are wearing across the world at this exact moment. In the middle of winter. Yeah, it was a little disturbing when you came outside. Well, I wasn't outside. Oh, well, I did go outside. But for a moment... They yeah. are short shorts. Yeah. They're very short. And by shorts, I think you meant underwear. Yeah. <laughs> They're longer yeah. than They're my underwear. Because I usually They're don't like wear underwear. But shorts, swarts. <laughs> you call those swarts. <laughs> You're yeah. pretty... Pretty, yeah. pretty sporty sports. Pretty breezy. <laughs> but you wear them well, though. So oh, yes. That's what I can get from your tone. <laughs> that I'm wearing them well. I'm very comfortable at the moment. So. I would say that your tone betrays you, but I think you are trying to let her know how disgusted you are. So. <laughs> your tone's coming through loud and clear. Yeah. Just fine. Message received. <laughs> so I would enjoy watching your reaction if Amber starts to disrobe because you two are seated on the same side of the blanket board. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. this would be really just quite It'd be really shocking since me. you've never seen me naked before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gasps. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, I, I don't just know. haunted memories. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We're done now. <laughs> I'm like, our guest asked me to not disrobe, so we're done here. <laughs> Please exit the blanket studio. Yes. <laughs> this is all full consent. I full consent. Like, we don't. We know Aquarians well enough to know that we don't want to tie you down. So, having said that, what does freedom mean to you? Oh, good question. Uh, freedom for me as an Aquarian is to have choices and options. You know, what to do, who to do. You know. <laughs> I have options and purchasing things. I yeah, I just have to have 
options. So do RSVPs super stress you out then because it's like this commitment to something? Absolutely. Anxiety is through the, yeah, I, yeah, I can't do it. I tend to RSVP that I am going and then, you know, weigh my options just as a typical Aquarian. Yeah, it it is, I'm going to be Mm -hmm. honest, one of my least favorite qualities about you. Uh Because if you get a going from Monroe, it's like, that means shit. It just means in this exact moment, she doesn't have a better offer. (laughs) Why don't you just hit interested? Because then you still get... No, because then you still get the notifications. But you write that you're going when you're not going. I usually do interested. No. Just so that you know that I've seen it. I don't. Okay. I, I don't believe you. Okay. Okay. I, I've, I've seen you mark going. Okay. Yes. We'll be like, but she's going to be on vacation for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, I, I have hit interested and. Um, it just didn't yeah, feel then, as good, did it? No, it didn't. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Speaking of these RSVPs, what are you weighing when it comes to options? Are you interested in an experience that's more fun? Are you interested in an experience that's more bizarre? Are you interested in an experience that's more familiar? Bizarre. Bizarre. Mm. Yeah. I want, you know, I'm an Aquarian. What's the most bizarre thing you've done this year? Oh. Oh, I went to this, uh, this birthday party. I think it was at ACAL. (laughs) And I saw somebody tied up like a turkey and got whipped. They were naked, mind you. And they got whipped and, mm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, all sorts of different instruments were used uh-huh. on them. I think that was the most bizarre thing that I experienced this year. And I was in Berlin, so I didn't, you know, I haven't, there's some pretty weird shit there. But, yeah, that was something oh, yeah, else. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can be the local dungeon here in Anchorage, Alaska, if you're not familiar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And was one of those people that you witnessed in this tent right now? Yeah. Yeah. In (laughs) fact, they were. And it's just, I saw a lot of them. I can't even look in their (laughs) eyes right now. I saw a lot of them. It was, I mean, yeah, every crevasse, (laughs) every... And they were having a good time. They were having a the good time. The laughter was much like right now, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was very... Um, no, I do remember a point when you shouted out, how are you still laughing? Mm-hmm. Because I do laugh when I'm getting beat. So. Yeah. it was. Some of it looked painful. I was wondering why, you know, <laughs> a lot of it looked painful. Some of it is painful, but it makes mm-hmm. me giggle. Yeah. 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 So. Um, and then I think I had to shout at you... You can talk during my scene, but don't, like, etiquette-wise, don't be running around to other people's scenes <laughs> and making comments yeah. Yeah, and snickering. <laughs> Another tight turkey. <laughs> yeah, I do believe also at one point you said, hit her harder. I yeah. was. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was really the hype man in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I th- and he, and he listened to me. He was like, "One more." Blah. It was like Gallagher he was <laughs> doing things, and he'd pull out instruments and show it to us, and then just whip you with it, poke you with it, whatever. It uh-huh. was very exciting. I never there was pumping. There was so much happening. It was. That it was very titillating, was like, <laughs> as Moira from Schitt's Creek would say. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. It was sensory overload, but I loved it. I, that's. I think yeah. that's what it is. Options like sensory overload is a big thing for. Did it make you want to experience? it 
Maybe in the privacy of my own home, not with a bunch of people watching. <laughs> not with us there as your hype. I know. Yeah, you want me yeah. there saying, hit her harder. <laughs> mm, I could do that for you. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to reciprocate that experience. What does the turkey say? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, yeah, I, I, I mean, I would like to do it in my own home, but yeah. I don't think I need. I will say that's pr- one of the most high I've ever been was after that really? experience. Because yeah, how long did it last? She oh, took all hours night. Hours and all hours night. Leah him. very nicely like cuddled with me in bed because I was like flying high still. Whoa! I know this is the difference between she and I. I have panic attacks that require like oh. supervision and guardianship. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Amber's just high for being tortured. Oh, yeah. Oh. I just was, well, one, super giggly. Like, if people touched me, it would, like, send me off into, like, these fits of giggles. Um, if they just even, like, brushed up against me because my skin was, like, so electrically, like. Oh, that's electrified. Sensitive. Yeah. yeah, sensitive. Wow. How long did that last? For a long time. I don't know. Like, a couple hours oh, afterwards? hours and hours and hours. And then I was just so sensitive to everything that was around me, like, even driving in a car afterward, um, I wasn't driving, but mm. being a passenger was, like, freaking me out. Like, all the cars oh. felt, like, super, super fast. And if anyone was upset around me, I was like, I literally physically can't be around you right she now. She says that all those at certain points during that evening. She was the person who was upset because mm. of the way someone would look at her. Oh. <laughs> Words what did I use. just say? I was super sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Incredibly accurate. It's probably all the things I wanted to say usually, but I didn't have <laughs> yeah. a filter. <laughs> oh, as if you or Monroe ever have a filter. Yeah. We've got filters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you do that again? Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Especially mm. with that top. Oh. He's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Do your faces have filters? No, they don't. Is that a typical Aquarian thing? I mean, I'm not too familiar with astrology. I know Amber and I both have problems. <laughs> regulating? Our, my Yeah, regulating our facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I know that's kind of something that offends you, Leah. Like, <laughs> especially when we're out in public or whatever. But um, We're just living our best authentic lives. I don't mm-hmm. know that it offends me. I think it offends other people. Uh, yeah, I could see that. I mean, it just... I don't know that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. My, my face, the tone of my face <laughs> yeah, doesn't match exactly. my voice. And it's just, yeah, no, I see it. I, I, I'm I, working on it. I need to, mm. yeah. Okay, well, you uh, closed your eyes when you said that like it was a bold-faced <laughs> lie. <laughs> She's like, I can't even face that's, that reality. That's the only thing I have control of. Like, yeah. just, you can't yeah. see me if I close my eyes, right? <laughs> okay, so if you had the choice, would you rather be in like, a city full of friends or a city full of strangers? Mm. I love anonymity. I like to, you know, I've been in a lot of big cities and I love being able to roam about and not know anyone. Not that I'm, you know, J-Lo or anything, but I just, please, <laughs> TMZ, no. <laughs> I think I enjoy small groups of, you know, friends in small groups and then... That you can Big. easily ditch. No. Wow, you sound like this is familiar. Like, what is, <laughs> you sound hurt. Who hurt you? <laughs> you! You! <laughs> what? Actually, I don't you. Really care. That's fine. I actually prefer when you ditch me, especially when we are in big cities together, because you'll often find someone else who's like a tour guide, mm-hmm. who is an acquaintance. That's your favorite, is you'll find like an acquaintance to tour guide you. Mm. And then I we don't travel in similar fashion, so I'm always okay with that. You'll see it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I love it. Monroe is very good at seeing what would take one person a year mm. in like two days. Oh, I am. Yeah. I am. I have a very 
My yep. Yeah. A short attention span <laughs> and a desire to take it all in. It's insatiable. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> is that accurate? I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's always something else to see. No, back no, to what I was going to say. That doesn't bother me at all. I think it's lovely. I appreciate that you take mm-hmm. the bull by the horns and really, like, see and do what you want. What I hate is when you draw <laughs> over bizarre people when we're out, and then you act as if I'm your desperate friend who would like to date or marry anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Explain. Like yes. what? <laughs> because you literally. Oh, when I brought the back. pilot over. When I brought the pilot over, <laughs> he was a FedEx pilot. Hello, and he was interested in you. And you just you. What said, I know, but you act like if anyone's interested in Leah, you were, that, that you're finally like I found one, Leah, and it's like no, okay, but that's honey, like a matchmaker with zero standards for right. clientele. Zero standards. <laughs> yeah. He had. He was very pleasant. He was funny, a little inebriated, but he was fun. And I remember this, and you were like, what? I have eyes. He was, like, <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was, he was attractive, but he... Oh, he you're stumbling over your words. He wasn't a FedEx pilot in this lifetime, perhaps in a previous lifetime. Because the other incident, okay. one of many, <laughs> um, when we were at a bar together, <laughs> oh, <and laughs> turned your back to me for hours, knowing hours. full well that there was an inebriated homeless gentleman who <laughs> had me know. by the leg, and I like couldn't this, even leave is this the what scenario. You dragged me on the show for <laughs> to uh, send you an advent calendar of apologies. <laughs> 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 This is why you're really invited in. We want answers. every day. Okay, I'm sorry. I... I'm sorry. You just I don't love to watch. Biz- you do. You this just enjoy bizarre 15 scenarios. Fifteen years ago. No, twenty th- years this ago. Continues we could go out on. this afternoon, okay. and the same thing would happen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you just like a show. Well, then here, I apologize. You do like a show, <laughs> and you will invite people over I, just to watch the interactions. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's that's an Aquarian trait. We we don't like we like. Shit shows. But you do too. Yeah, I just don't want you to draw the shit uh, show to me that I haven't chosen. I do enjoy a good shit show. It's probably why we get along so well. We can't stand boring people. I'd rather take a shit show or something a little effed up. It's true. It's true. It's true. We really think that if you're boring, it's like the worst trait imaginable. It is. It is. You're right. It's probably what brought us together so many years ago. Yes. That you're both snatches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obby. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite city then that you would be willing to go back and visit again? Because I know that your uh, appetite for travel is immense. I want to go to Tokyo. I've never been. I know you said if a place that I haven't been. I really want to go to Tokyo. It okay. is like everything, all the distractions in the world. Mm-hmm. It's very stimulating. It's every. I, I would imagine it's everything that an Aquarian would love. I would imagine There's that's true. All the weirdness. It's clean. All the weirdness. It's alien. It's like I. I can't wait to see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go you check do out Tokyo. Like places to be, for to completely clean. foreign. Yeah, clean, clean, clean for sure. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean above everything else, yes, clean. But. Yeah, we didn't actually put that question on here, but most Aquarians are germaphobes. Yes, we are. We most definitely are. Monroe loves to go out and kind of eat family style, except for she likes to try all of the foods first. Yeah, yeah. Before then, you're allowed to eat your own food. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll I'll just make a little plate with samples but i tapas chiquetti yeah. all of that that's my favorite thing. i like to try a little bit of everything mm-hmm. when i when it comes to dining but after but someone else has touched it it's soiled for it's you. soiled for me yes yeah 
Yeah, it sounds good. so uptight, but it's not the case. You know, I'm no, very, it is uptight. I'm, whatever. <laughs> no, I'm no, than, because you. I'm more than willing to share. Oh I'm more. Gosh. I just. She's very. Germs, you're willing to germs. share after you've completed your part, and then you're like, okay, <sighs> I don't want to eat this anymore, so you can have some. Okay. But then when it comes to like my food, you'll say, oh, oh, can I? Well, mm, and then you'll like have whatever you want to eat, and then you'll allow me to eat my food. Uh, Oh, Meanwhile, God. I hate sharing with both of you. You're <laughs> awful to share with Monroe for that reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once anyone's even looked at the plate, yeah, it's you'd filthy. have to like sit there and just wait till you're done. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, okay, this is us sharing. Is I guess whenever you've gotten your fill, let me know. Mm-hmm. Can't even see what's on the plate. And then Amber, it's like you won't even get a shot at it. Oh. <laughs> While you looked at it, you knew it existed. Get on it. <laughs> yeah. If you're if it's sitting there, it's free game. Let's eat. Yeah. So that stresses me out, too. I'm like, okay. I just never wanted to go to restaurants and eat, like, the little piggy on a Christmas story or whatever that movie is. <laughs> Show me how a little piggy eats. Oh, you know what you're talking about. I right feel now. so much stress to eat so quickly. I'll just look at the plate. That's okay. This is how we'll share. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Yeah, I think the other thing that stresses you out is us debating where we're going to go eat. Yeah, again, options, Aquarians. I like to have options. That is true. That is what it is, is we will commit to a restaurant and then that stresses you out. Mm. Yeah. And then you'll be like, okay, yeah, I know we said that. I'm going to go do this first. And then you'll like go get some other meal. Just to like, I do not. You do. No, I do not. You Stop do. To satiate whatever I was craving earlier. Yes. You're trying to... Yes. Okay. And then it's like, why didn't you just say you wanted to eat there? We would have gone there. Because Monroe never wants to eat there. She wants both options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Does Uber Eats? Will they make multiple stops for you? I'm sure. If you like, if you're them. like. Stop at these like five they, places, you know, and I'm the type to ask, so I'll find out. Okay. I would totally you ask are. that if I wasn't such a germaphobe and worried that they'd eat my food while on their way to my house. But <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, my partner and I have this great relationship where we'll go to a restaurant and we're both craving something. They'll order one thing and I'll order the other thing that we were craving, and it's just it's you know, harmony. That's all I gotta say. Oh, <laughs> we'll that makes share. Me so it's just, happy. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do talk about that. You love when someone will bring home, like, all sorts of different food to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do. I love it. And you are little... generous that way because you'll go and get stuff and then... All the things I was craving. Yeah. You know, but then you'll bring like it a... so we can all try all the different things. Yeah. Because, like you said, you don't want all of all of it. Yeah. You just want to, like, sample all these different flavors. Yes. It's true. So, do you consider yourself a voyeur? Who isn't? But I guess, yes, I most definitely am. I love to people watch. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, what kinds of scenarios would be most interesting to you? Or there's different types of people, different walks of life. So the airport, the fair, the airport, definitely. Mm-hmm. The state fair was always fun because she got a little bit of everything. Highs there. and lows. Highs, lots of lows. <laughs> but <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So other people so much there. fighting at both of those oh. venues because mm-hmm. that's what I really mean by lows is you have stress about money often at the fair and mm. you have people who are wanting to spend it and people who don't have it to spend. So that can be Ooh. stressful. So there's like tension. Mm-hmm. And so watching how people deal with tension. Mm. And then the airport's kind of similar. And it's the same thing. People are under stress. You're traveling. Yeah. 
just pretty universal how they handle it. It's it's interesting. I love mm-hmm. it. Would you rather be at an international airport where you didn't speak any of the languages or would you rather be in an international airport in the States where the majority of people would be speaking the same language as you? The first one. The ultimate voyeurism of Mm -hmm. having to like figure out the experience that someone's having without knowing their language. Yeah, I was recently at a train station overseas and there was a couple fighting and it was just kind of interesting because it was I knew what they were talking about without understanding what they were saying (laughs) but it was just universal like I mean Mm -hmm. she had the phone out and was showing him something accusing him of something I was like yes I I don't know but it was uh yeah it was a language I didn't speak so it was just it was interesting a lot of people are voyeurs and they don't even know just social media in general Mm -hmm. um I think we're all guilty of this uh you ever see a stupid comment And I find myself, especially nowadays in this political climate, I find myself going onto a page. I think a lot of people are guilty of this. You too, especially. (laughs) And you just Amber could pour. I know. I was like, "Eh, I don't think I'm. I don't. I am not doing what you're about to describe. I'm sure you have done it, but (laughs) Amber's more likely to do it if it's a dude in gray sweatpants with a nice bulge. Yes. 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 And I'll be like, what's going on with this guy? (laughs) Does he live here? Is he married? What's his sign? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Just as bad. But anyway, (laughs) um, you see a stupid comment and you just wind up on their page. You're about three years deep into their life history trying to figure out where it all went wrong. I find myself guilty of that. And it just, yeah, it. It happens every now and then. So <laughs> social media is a place where I think everyone can be a voyeur. There. That's incredibly valid. Yeah. Like a weirdo, yeah. but. <laughs> no, that's incredibly valid. I think that mm-hmm. most people wouldn't even consider themselves voyeurs. And mm-hmm. we have all been conditioned to be little creeps. We do. Yeah. We're all little creeps. To watch like, the <laughs> intimate aspects of people's mm-hmm. lives that they're sharing. Or also, yes. who puts that out there? Exactly. True. <laughs> tr- There's live streaming, this and that. It's oh, so ridiculous. Gosh. But. When you have random people that friend request you and you just don't know, you wouldn't say hi to them in public, but you've seen their life unfold. You know, they had two kids recently. (laughs) It's bizarre to me. It's bizarre to me. I can't. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's weird. It's super weird. I know that people who are listening to this probably are going to find this super hard to believe. I don't like people to know that much about me. Mm -hmm. So like having to like have my face up on social media is literally worst nightmare, like causes actual stress. You don't do a lot of check-ins. I I don't like check-ins. Oh, those are the worst. You don't need to know where I'm at. Yeah. No, I'm a Scorpio. I'm never checking in. No, I hate that. Well, I'm a Scorpio moon. So what is that way in on? Yeah. Very. More guarded than a son would be. Right. Okay, then. Exactly. Where it's like, uh, no. It's not like anyone's checking in to see where I'm checking in, but also... I don't want everyone to know what I'm doing. After we all just admitted that we're all (laughs) little, like, voyeuristic creeps, you don't know. What did Moira Rose say? It's the cesspool of narcissism. That's what she calls social media. And it kind of is. I mean, I just feel so much stress Mm. having to make that decision of how to react. Mm -hmm. And so often, what I really want is the puke emoji or the eye roll emoji. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones I want to use the most in our current climate. But I often feel this immense pressure to just hit hard because I'm like, I saw you. You're loved. Like, yeah. And then I think, oh, that, I've like haven't validated. seen that person in a decade. <laughs> I'm like, What's wrong with you, you weirdo? <laughs> Say, I saw you. You're loved. <laughs> I'm just gonna start commenting that. I see this. You're loved. <laughs>
Jeez. <laughs> so stop hearting everything. Is that your advice? I am. Stop hearting it. You're making people uncomfortable with your love, Leah. I, just, I do it so hard. Like, I just randomly like things. Sometimes I'll just forget. And then somebody will come up to me and start talking about it. I totally forgot that I hearted that. I just, I was, you know, I was scrolling through. I, yeah. So. It's too much of a commitment. That's why even just like, oh my gosh. Have you done this before? Mm-hmm. Have you ever been three years deep on a stranger's profile? <laughs> and then accidentally like that. Oh, that's enough. the worst. <laughs> that's like my, that's my biggest nightmare, I guess. My I worst know. nightmare is you're stalking someone mm. that is like an ex. Not and- that we have any real experience. This is all theoretical. <laughs> this <laughs> hypothetical situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hypothetically, that would be a nightmare. <laughs> I'm so breaking out in sweats right now. Thinking about it. Yeah. If that ever happens to I've me. actually done that. Yeah. It was like three years deep into the social media. And I accidentally liked something. And I was like, you know what? It is what it is. <laughs> and if they want to ask, they're going to look stupid. Like, let, let them ask me. It's always the funny, funny one. They take one. you off guard and then yeah. you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Why am I this far into your social media? <laughs> we, we don't even have mutual friends. Yeah, That's right. awful. Yeah, yeah. so that might have happened. Yeah. <laughs> or those people you see them post certain things and you're like, you know, we could be friends. I like you. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Right, but you have actually no friends in common. No, and so then it's like, how do I broach this with this I'm person? I'm part of these Facebook groups and that's the only thing we have in common for like things oh, that I do. Yeah. Like yeah. Work, travel, whatever. And so there's certain people I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of funny. Actually, yeah. You know. No, it's like, I want to be your mm. friend. And then it's like, well, we don't really know mm-hmm. each other, but mm-hmm. here we are. I see you, Cindy Jones. Like, <laughs> I see you. You've been you got seen. A lot I common. love you. <laughs> You're a voyeur. Mm-hmm. Most voyeurs don't really enjoy emotion. But what emotion makes you the most uncomfortable? And if you are a voyeur, don't you want to be watching someone have like an emotional breakdown? I'm going to sound like a psycho saying this, but I don't know if it's empathy, if that's the emotion. <laughs> what is this feeling? No, it's um, when I, if, I don't know how to console someone when they're crying. Like, that's the worst. Yeah. I try to, trust me, I don't don't think I'm like, I really do want to, you know, be Make the crying them. stop because it's so uncomfortable <laughs> for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't fake sadness i just want them to know i'm there that sounds horrible it's, this is all gonna come out I wrong i am you. a very caring person i love you i see you i love you you're exact full circle there that's exactly it if i could just heart this moment i would and know that this is love but i just <laughs> you just need to start carrying around like sticks with hearts and thumbs up or just Angry stickers yeah. Angry, just this put, is my reaction. put the sticker on the person and walk away yeah, yeah. no put i put it on their hand <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I I try though, and I. Yeah, know. I think as a voyeur, it's one thing to witness crying from afar, like at a subway station or at an airport. Mm-hmm. But when you are sitting with someone and it's awkward because it's just you two, or even just like three or four other people, mm-hmm. and there's this responsibility or onus on you to like have some sort of appropriate reaction, it can be incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I think you would probably be more comfortable with anger than sadness. I guess you're right. Yeah, I've dealt with, I think, you know, with my line of work, I deal with a lot of 
frustrated people mm-hmm. to like extremely frustrated people. So, and I can handle it really well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. If you could change anything about the world right now, what would it be? That's a really good question. Very deep. Um, I feel that there's a lot of divisiveness right now, especially in this country, this political climate. Um, I really wish that we could enjoy each other's differences. I, I really do. I'm mm-hmm. sad to see. I've seen, the, you know, friendships break up, relationships mm-hmm. over everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Hands across America. <laughs> I could buy the world of Coke. <laughs> I think some signs really love uniformity. There's comfort in that for them. Mm-hmm. And for Aquarians, there's so much claustrophobia. With uniformity? With uniformity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's true. I could, ag- I could agree to that. The thing that's often said about Aquarians that they love humanity, but they don't like humans. Yep. You know, they like this concept of these people and they like all the differences of the world and they enjoy helping large groups of people, but that they aren't really great on the one-on-one. Well, it's like all the world's a stage because the Aquarians are in the audience. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really like that, Amber. That really sums it up. That's Mm -hmm. like how I feel most of the time, you know, so. Yeah. I feel like, you know, Oprah. Well, that's the thing about (laughs) Oprah, though. You look Mm -hmm. at Oprah, and Oprah, I don't think, ever truly had a desire to have children. Yet, Mm -hmm. here she opened up this boarding school, and all of those girls that are enrolled in that school call her Mama Oprah. Mm -hmm. Her Mama Oprah. And she's an Aquarius, for those who don't know. Yes. Yeah. And I think she's mastered the art of connecting in a detached way. Yes. I think I've mastered that art. Too. <laughs> you and uh, Ellen DeGeneres, also an Aquarius, and Oprah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, those are the top three. Mm-hmm. Monroe, Monroe mm-hmm. Ellen, Oprah. So yeah. get ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my talk show. <laughs> Social media empire. Or media empire. All right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our Aquarius show. Thanks for having we me. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, you know divulging Aquarian secrets of voyeurism. Anytime. (laughs) Anytime. I feel like we're all voyeurs. (laughs) And with that, goodbye, students. Bye, class. And for today's homework, students, go ahead and cut those Aquarians out of your life. No, that's not the homework are you sure that's not the homework i'm absolutely positive go have a new experience get out enjoy the world that's what i meant go have a new experience (laughs) (laughs) and as always extra credit exists hop on over to apple Podcasts, rate review subscribe share us with a friend also join us on twitter instagram facebook we love to meet y'all bye students bye class